Welcome, Welcome back to the podcast. After I you got it before me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hope everyone's New Year is going well. Hopefully, it started out good this year. You know, um, we're gonna fight through this and get through this year from last year's. So, how was your New Year's, Lillian? It was great. How was your New Year's? It was good. It was good. It was um really relaxing. Kind of just like spend time alone i guess kind of like just hang out with like friends but not like in a big group i guess um nothing too big or crazy and usually i would be kind of like down and stuff you know just kind of like it's just when it's just you you know you're so used to being a relationship but for me i've been out of relationship for about two years now and you know i, I didn't feel the winter blues and it was great it was a great feeling i was around family i was around friends during this time and even when I was alone, I really, really appreciated the company um, that they had given me beforehand. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that, have you experienced the winter blues? Um, I guess what I'm trying to get at is when people go through like breakup or something, you know, um, traumatic, right? They're, they're feeling really down and lonely, even when they're around extremely positive and comforting setting. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that the trauma that you have in the past, how do you deal with that when you're around a different kind of energy and an energy that's supposed to make you feel better, right? Um, how do you cope with that? Like, let's say you had recently gone through a breakup or something very difficult in your life. How do you cope with that, like, during good times? Honestly, I... I had this conversation kind of similar to this with someone and we were talking about, um, you know, trauma and whatever I was going through and something kind of clicked with me that like, you don't really know what to do with it. It's, it's just like, I'm not used to being like around positive people. I'm not used to being around this energy and being around people who who genuinely want gen genuinely want to be around me and like say someone has been through trauma as a child all the things that you went through growing up you only know of that so when you have something really good in front of you and around you sometimes that person doesn't really know what to do with it like do you get what i'm saying yeah yeah so i'm just like when you're not exposed to certain experiences, you only know what you know. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Um, it's very difficult to feel happy if you're not, you've never really been exposed to a happy and healthy setting. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think for me, it was kind of like the opposite. I was raised in a very, very happy positive family right and i'm not saying we didn't have fights or we didn't argue but the majority of the time it was very positive and so when i started interacting with people that were negative or you know um depressed the negative aspect of that was really difficult for me to kind of grasp mm -hmm. i'm not saying that i didn't understand from them but i'm just saying being around them it really pulled out my energy. And so it kind of got me confused and it started making me believe that I was actually negative. But 
in turn, it was actually just because I was around a lot of people that were just really negative, very pessimistic, you know. Um, and I think kind of like for me, being in that environment, I almost had to take a step back and reflect and think about how I behaved in the past and what's changed. And what changed was being around certain people. And maybe for you, do you feel like when you're around positive people, do you ever reflect and take a step back and think like, maybe I changed myself. Maybe a big part of why I feel the way I do now, happier or whatnot, is you. But it could also be the setting, the people that are around you, the people that love and care for you. Do you feel like when you're around these positive people, do you feel like it's because you're making that change? Or do you truly think it's more of the people that's allowing you to change or feel this way? Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you think that this change that let's say you're happier, right from the past? Is it solely on you? Or do you think it's like a byproduct of the people you hang out with? I would say it's both your environment and the people around you does have an influence on you also yourself I mean there are certain things you can't control um, especially how your surroundings your environment and the people around you how they can have an effect on you Um, sometimes you can't really control that but also not everyone is able to shut certain things out or not everyone is able to kind of control how they feel. So trauma can come from different forms and it can be like emotional or physical. But if it starts in your childhood, it can really lead into adulthood early in your family life. A lot of that can, whatever goes through Um, in your childhood can really impact childhood is the time of security it has a lot to do with shaping and molding you into the person that you are going to become and especially having stability and a good loving environment growing up as, as a child is really important yeah there was um this one class I took it was a psychology class in college and It actually talked about trauma and it says when you're going through the stages of development, you're also you're in the child development stage and you have that trauma. It's almost like you grow older as an adult, but that part of you is always going to be like not grown. You know, that childhood Mm -hmm. part of the trauma is always going to follow you along until you actually somehow find a way to resolve that issue, that trauma. Are there certain things that you feel like almost trigger that trauma or, you know, bring back, you know, those repressed memories that you had? Or can you see it now how it has affected your adulthood? It never even occurred to me that that affected me at all until I was older. All like my emotions, I feel that it probably... It was all buried underneath, and finally, it just all rised above. I didn't know where it all came from, but whenever I started to get into toxic relationships, all of that definitely didn't help. I feel like growing up, I was always in survival mode. I never really had stability, or overall, like life wasn't easy. 
as I got older, as an adult, I think that's when all the feelings I didn't know even existed kind of came to light. Yeah, that could definitely be very hard on a person. But, you know, I think you should be very proud of who you are and how far you've come along. I think for people that go through this kind of trauma, like you said before, it's very hard to recognize and understand that, you know, the childhood trauma that you had affects you now as an adult. I guess, how do you reflect on that? Or how did you find out, you know, because I know there's a lot of people out there that they might not know how to figure out these kind of things, right? And they just keep Mm -hmm. living and living. They question, you know, then they might think, what's wrong with me? You know, why am I like this? And it's almost like they're blaming themselves for being, you know, depressed or unhappy. But in the end, it's not really their fault. So it's kind of like, what kind of advice can you give people? What helped for me was, you know, it started off with me feeling really low. And I had my highs and my lows, but it it didn't get any easier over time. But whenever I started opening up and talking to people, like my close friends, my sister, my family or a therapist I would say it opened up a lot of doors and feelings that I didn't know was even there Um, it helped me come to the realization just by talking about my childhood talking about everything that I went through growing up to adulthood my relationships just everything you know negative everything positive about my life I shared it and to be able to get feedback from people that actually care about me and wanted to support and help me get through my darkest times, it's really important to open up to people and talk to someone close that you trust that won't judge you. All they have to do is listen and be there and to support you and help you get through it. Because that's the important part. Knowing your triggers and knowing the trauma is, like, only half of the battle. Great advice, great advice. And um, for those that are afraid to open up, seek help, and express their feelings, I think it's really important for you to, you know, find friends that you can talk to about, you know, like, say, hey, look, I want you to be here by just listening to me or, hey, when I share something with you, I need advice because I think sometimes we're so afraid of burdening others that we just keep everything to ourselves. But in reality, I think a lot of people are they're more willing to help than we think. And it's just kind of like, what kind of help are you asking for? Right. It's just the way Mm -hmm. you approach things. So I know a lot of times when you talk to someone and you just vent or you share everything like your bad day sometimes you just want them to listen but they'll give you advice so it's important to kind of like lay out the boundaries and say hey look i'm going through a really tough time right now i don't got my things figured out at all but all i know is that i need someone to listen or hey you know the opposite i need to tell you everything And I just want you to give me advice. 
it's okay. Like, it's okay to just kind of direct people because that's what they need. And, you know, you, you got to think about if you were in the same situation, you would want to help people that are in the same shoes that you were in. I feel like a lot of relationship issues can arise from trauma. Um, and I think that's maybe why a lot of us may find ourselves in unhealthy relationships. People seem to end up with people who are bad for them. And I ended up with people who are bad for me. And I think sometimes maybe it's because someone, it, it is someone who matches your traumatic experience or Maybe it's someone that you feel like, oh, maybe their background or their childhood, maybe it's similar to mine. And they may end up being around like emotionally unavailable people or people that just aren't good for you or you end up trying to fix someone. And I have been there. I wanted to fix the people that I dated. I wanted to like come to the rescue or just dating people that are, were like narcissistic or abusive and but consciously consciously I knew that I wanted to find someone who can provide for me yeah that's you said that very well um I think it's funny how we want one thing but we go after another it's almost like you go after what you can't get right even if you know that that's not good for you, you know, in life with anything, right? Temptations, because we think that, you know, if I go towards that, maybe it's a better reward, you know, it's riskier. And that's the thing, though, I think in our head, we get so caught up with that, that kind of like thrill, that fun, that we forget, like, it's only short term, right? And how well will it pay out long term? So it's kind of like when you said that you wanted someone to provide for you. That's what you want. But then you end up going for people that were emotionally unavailable, narcissistic, things like that. It's just kind of like you knew what you wanted, but you still went for something else. And it's just, you know, a lot of people do that. It's um, it's kind of just like something that you you feel like you can't have. And so you want that as well. And I think in Mm -hmm. several podcasts I talked about before, it's kind of like the 80-20 rule in relationships. When you have 80% of something in a relationship, right? Your partner meets all the criteria, like 80% of it. And you've been with this person for so long, you know you have a good. But there's still that 20%, right? You don't have from that person. You're going to look elsewhere. You're going to look for someone else. And that's the sad thing. Yeah. Like you're just never it's never good enough for you. When I'm searching for someone that I kind of like claim as perfect, I think back to myself like I'm not perfect, right? So I can't set unrealistic expectations for someone when I don't even meet it. I'm not saying that you should lower right. like, you know your standards, but you got to be realistic, right? And life Mm-hmm. there's things that just aren't perfect and mostly in relationships or in a partner you can't put them on a pedestal right you can't put that much pressure on a person because at the end of the day they're going to make mistakes they're human and so are you this is definitely very important to find someone you're compatible with and i think it deals a lot with like compromise and communication 
you know, that goes mm-hmm. for not just relationships, but anything. Also, you shouldn't hate or hold grudges against people, especially people in your past or if things didn't end well with you. They might or might not know about how you're feeling towards them or just how you're feeling in general, but they also probably don't care about your feelings or, you know, if you hate them or if you're holding a grudge against them. Like, you should just move forward and move on with your life. You shouldn't waste time and energy hating on someone who doesn't matter and doesn't even care about your feelings or is not even thinking about you. Mm -hmm. Preach it. Preach it. Yeah. Totally agree with that. Uh, Yeah, I was actually talking to a lot of, like, friends and family, you know, about this. And I told them that there is absolutely no reason to hold grudges and hate on people. Of course, you're going to go through your period in time where you're upset, right? And they're probably Mm -hmm. the worst person on the planet of the earth right now. But at the end of the day, it's kind of like all that energy and anger and hate that you're having for this person can be kind of like transferred and put into a more positive aspect to people that actually matters, right? And let's just say you're like, yeah, I don't even want to do that that's too much work then you know you're actually using much more work being angry for someone that shouldn't even matter yeah and they probably don't even care right right and that's i think that's the biggest thing that people don't realize because when we're going through it all we can think about is i can't stand this person for whatever they've done right but in their eyes they probably don't even think about you and so it's just yeah. like why are you wasting yeah. your time and energy of course we're caught it caught in our own minds and all we can think about is if I can hate this person, maybe they will understand how much. And of course, you probably will express it, too. But like you said, there's no reason to waste your time and energy for someone that doesn't matter. You know, the term where people say real men don't mm-hmm. cry. I have a lot of you know guy friends who I feel like don't really like to talk about their feelings much because, you know, when you're growing up you hear all these things about how men should be like how men should be tough or men don't cry how do you feel about that um i think that it shouldn't matter anybody should be able to cry there shouldn't be a label on guys or girls saying like you know you're for a girl if you don't cry at all you're not womanly enough or for a guy if you cry then you're not manly enough. I think if you feel like you got to cry, let it out. I guess when people say that there are certain situations, maybe they're saying like, you know, the smallest things, maybe you shouldn't cry that makes you, you know, unmanly. But I think it's, who cares what people say? You know, people are going to have their own opinions. If you feel like you got to cry, let it out. You know, I'm not saying, you know, go out and, Make it public, but if you are in your room, you want to cry, let it out. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Your emotions are your emotions, and they're no one else's. So don't let anybody dictate how you should feel. And that's the real, like, that's the key thing. I think a lot of people, they don't realize that. In today's society, a lot of people are so concerned with what others think. Live your life. Be true to yourself and just respect your own feelings. When I was younger, I repressed a lot of my feelings. I hated crying. 
I remember growing up, and I don't think it was anything on my parents' part, but when I did cry, my mom would tell me, like, you know, you're a boy, you're um, you're a male, you shouldn't be crying. Look at your dad. He rarely ever cries. And so growing up, I took that as, like, a lot of males do, repress my feelings. And it wasn't until I think I lost my grandpa that it really, really affected me. It almost like traumatized me because all these emotions and all those tears, it's almost like his funeral, it just all came out, right? And it's just like, I didn't even know who I was. And I was questioning my sanity. I was questioning my identity because this is something that I'm unfamiliar with, right? Something to that extent. Again, I, I don't want to blame my parents or anything. I'm just saying that it taught me that it's okay. It's okay to express yourself. You know, one big thing that I learned is to talk to people that are willing to just listen. For me, it helped people that just listen when I talk. Like, I don't want you to give me advice. I just want you to listen. And being able to talk, it really helped with me letting out my emotions. I usually don't cry in that sense, but if I do, it does help. It does help, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that because we are human. We have emotions. Some people maybe don't need to cry, right? They have different forms of expressing their emotions. But if you're one of the few that you feel like you want to let something out, but it's not coming out, I suggest is being alone in your room. There's no judgment but yourself. Cry. You know, um, I don't know if you ever experienced this where you feel like there's like a knot and you just can't let it out. You know, it's almost like you're fighting against yourself. Like, no, I cannot express these emotions because if I express these emotions, then I'm being weak. You know, have you have you experienced something like that before? Definitely. That's one of the worst feelings I've experienced because it was so unfamiliar to me. Just letting out. And then once I let out, everything just became so much easier, right? My headache went away or my stress or all the thoughts that I had just kind of like dissipated. But I learned that it was because I really repressed these feelings. And I'm not saying everybody has to cry. But if you feel like there's a knot in your chest or you just feel, you know, headaches or whatever is going on, you just feel like you can't hold it in talk to someone is absolutely okay it's not embarrassing at all it is normal i think i remember reading an article about how men feel like they have to live up to what they were told growing up and a lot of that can lead to the trauma that how they feel like they should be as a guy as men in our society that they cannot show that they're weak or that they have to be tough or that they have to man up and it's like they were trained not to acknowledge their feelings or like men don't have feelings at all so I feel like sometimes it can lead to men having to manifest their feelings in other ways but I feel like a lot of the time it's it's very unhealthy ways because they go to different resources, like other ways that they feel that they can express their 
feelings but not really ever talk mm-hmm. about it I think whether you are a guy or girl I think it's really healthy and it's important to be able to talk about your feelings and express your emotions and I know that like opening up can make a person feel vulnerable because it does make you vulnerable when you are sharing your feelings with someone talking about your past life and deepest darkest secrets with someone but having feelings doesn't make you weak it makes you human yeah definitely definitely remember my coping mechanism for my emotions would be you know alcohol and i'm sure a lot of people can relate to this and i will tell you that is like the darkest path to go down right it's just you just constantly feel like you're filling a void you know you're having this temporary high and then next thing you know everything that you feel all those negative emotions are multiplied by two or times ten whatever it may be and for me what really helped me was to just think about how much longer i can keep this up right how much longer can i escape from my emotions and so i decided to do things that were beneficial to me finding outlets that were good for me productive things that will actually change my life for the for the better and so my advice to people that are going through this is i'm not saying that you should completely change 180 and become like you know a different person i think you should take baby steps and figure out why you're feeling this way and what kind of things you can add on to your life that will actually make you feel better of course it's easy to resort to you know alcohol or anything that gives you a temporary high but that's the thing you need to challenge yourself and do things that will make you better it's important to know that trauma is not it's not your fault it's not our fault whether you feel that it is or not but what happens after which is the healing process it's it's your responsibility you know you have the power to make a change in your life you can't undo what has been done but we can decide to move forward you see like life hurts us in all kinds of ways it'll throw shit at you when you least expect it but you know it's it's how we respond to it and who we can become moving mm-hmm. forward and during the healing process sometimes you'll take a step back but usually you'll take two steps forward so you're always progressing and you're always doing better one big thing that really helped me move forward from let's just say my bad habits right when it was drinking i thought about where i wanted to be where like how i wanted to change my life and i thought about the good times and use that as a way to kind of like propel my growth and i know sometimes some people are like you know i can't even think that far ahead like it's very difficult at least think about a moment in time where you were actually happy So what was that like? How did you get there or what were you doing? And use that and use that as a goal to strive and push yourself further to reach that goal. 
Because a lot of times when we're going through like a depression, we're going through trauma, we don't see anything else, you know, but at some point in time, you were happy. So I think that's really important for you to reflect on. There is something that I did want to talk to you about was what are some things that you should look for in a healthy relationship? Good communication and respect, having boundaries as well. You have to be able to trust your partner. Um, How you communicate with one another is important too because if you can't communicate well, if you don't even communicate at all, um, being able to communicate with one another is one of the biggest things in a relationship. Um, It's how you get to know each other and understand each other on an intimate level it's having vulnerability it's the key to having a connection with your partner in order to get to know them on a more intimate level and I think when I'm trying to get to know a guy or pursue a relationship with him I want to know him on on a more personal level But if he's not willing to share any of that with me and all we talk about is fun and bullshit, I feel like I need more than that. You got to find out each other's love language. Uh, Love and affection uh, is important. Uh, You want to be able to experience life together and do fun things together, you know, and how you handle conflicts in a relationship. It's also so important because if you guys are just coming at each other and like yelling at each other all the time, that's definitely not healthy at all. I think being able to sit down and talk calmly with each other, address the issue, being able to compromise, to have empathy for one another. And it's also so important if you are able to put yourself in your partner's shoes so you can kind of understand where they're coming from whenever conflicts arise. Dang, girl. Good luck. That was a what long list. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But I'm it's kidding. not, you know, hard right. things um, to ask for. I think for me, the biggest thing is having a foundation where, and it doesn't always have to be like this, but for me, I like to start off with, friends right like there gotta be a good foundation where the reason i say friends is because you usually have a good respect for one another you already know where things are and then compatibility and respect and when i say compatibility i'm talking about kind of like what you said um how you handle things right how you handle certain situations do you guys see eye to eye are you guys able and you sometimes don't have to see eye to eye, but the fact that you guys are willing to compromise and handle things in a mature and healthy manner, that is very, very important. There are people that you might be very attracted to, but you guys are just aren't compatible with one another. And that is so crucial because people will try to make it work and sometimes it'll work. But I've seen a lot of relationships fail just because deep down in the relationship, they're just not compatible with each other. And I've, I've seen that with multiple of my past relationships where, you know, there was chemistry there. We had things in common. But when it came to the way we just looked at life, 
we weren't compatible, right? The way I might treat outsiders or the way I view life, right? It, it just did not align with one another. Like we weren't on the same wavelength. And I think that's very important. If you don't have someone like that, you can make it work. You can try really hard, but you're going to go through a lot of hardships. And sometimes those hardships will be much rougher and it can actually ruin the relationship. And I'm not saying relationships has to be easygoing, but I'm just saying having that compatibility really, really helps make the relationship smoother and just kind of like flows along. As for respect, it's very important to respect each other. You know, it comes to boundaries even. You know, when you set certain boundaries, you have to respect them. And so if one partner respects the other and the other doesn't respect them, then it's kind of like you're in a relationship by yourself. Um, Another important thing that I think is needed, like a requirement in a relationship, is that whoever you want to be with, they want you equally, if not more. Because if you don't have that, yes. it's kind of like you're yeah. always chasing something and you're just never going to get it, you know. And at the end of the day, they're not going to appreciate you. They're going to take you for granted. And so that's something nope. that I've learned and I want to find in my next partner. Do you think it's better to be friends with that person first? Um, I think it, it depends on certain situation, but typically, yes, because I think... If you're not friends with that person, you kind of don't really know who they are, right? But if you're friends with them first, you get to understand about their quirks. You learn about their good side and their bad side. But a lot of times when you jump into a relationship, all you do really see is the good. It's not until you actually start dating a person that you actually start finding out about their flaws or who they really are as a person. And I'm not saying everyone's bad, but of course everyone has flaws. But when you start off a friendship with someone, you see both already. And it's up to, you know, whether both of you guys decide you want to pursue things or not. But, like, I guess it's almost like you're testing the waters already, right? And I'm not saying for people to go out and, like, oh, hey, look, I'm going to become friends with this person. And my ultimate goal is to date them. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying there should be a good foundation. And a lot of people don't have good foundation because they're so infatuated with who they think that person is that they don't get to know the real person yeah i think it's also really nice when your potential partner is mm-hmm, also mm-hmm. your best friend you know because you got no more choices no i'm just kidding i'm just kidding do you feel like when you're looking for like long-term partners it's like you really take your time to kind of like scout them out and you're like okay you are the one I'm gonna try to go after is that what you do I don't want to go through any kind of you know bad relationship again I want to be more cautious but also kind of be careful who my next partner is gonna be try to make a better decision I would say for myself I agree focus on yourself before you go and kind of like scout people out right so it's kind of like when you look around those people, they might meet the criteria for who you want on a partner. But it's kind of like, where are you in your stage of life? Do you feel like you're in a good place where if you do try to pursue something with a person, 
will you still be okay if it doesn't work out? Because a lot of times we think like, okay, you know, this person is great for me. They're what I look for in a partner and I'm okay right now. And then you go pursue this person and things don't work out. And then now you're back at square one again. You know, you do learn so much from each relationship. And I think that is a positive that can come out of each one. Do what you need to do to heal, but, you know, don't hurt yourself. Don't hurt others. Address the situation. Address the trauma. Try to heal. Move forward. Share your story. Talk about it. And importantly, do not suppress those emotions. Because healing trauma Mm -hmm. is very essential to a healthier, happier life. When you said like you gotta address those feelings, um, again, it's it's very important because I think a lot of times we just kinda ignore it or we put it off. But hey, if you're feeling sad, show that sadness. You know, if you're feeling angry, punch a pillow, go punch a you know a punching bag, or do something. Let out those emotions in a positive and healthy way. You gotta address those feelings. Yeah, just mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> you know, Stuck you're crazy, but. Yeah, you gotta do what you gotta do right (laughs) like even when you're happy um go sing go outside and just smile enjoy the fresh air you know just do something like when you're feeling your emotions good or bad enjoy it it's a wrap (laughs) okay all right guys well anyways um thanks for tuning in